Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Track Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And oh, we got lots of stuff to talk about today. Um, we have um, oh, Lordy. We've been talking about we we we've been talking about serious like gender stuff, and then last week we talked about other stuff. I think this time we really talked about some Star Trek stuff because there's some news that I've been dying to talk to you about. Um, so I'm just gonna pop right in with the news. <laughs> That's da, da, what da, da, she da, said? Da, da, no. What? What? I'm just gonna pop right in. Uh, a major uh, a, a major guest star on more than one episode, uh, IMDb is saying nine episodes, of Star Trek Discovery will be Harry Mudd. What? The original? Yep. Harry Mudd. No. Uh, of, of course, being recast by... What do you mean, of Ray- course? That's well, bullshit. Well, no, of course. Alexei, of course. He's younger. He's supposed to be younger than he was in the show. This takes just place leave it alone, man. Then just leave it alone. Says that's I. what this is. No, but this is. Uh, listen, I think when I tell you who it like, is, I'd rather it would be uh, someone like related to Harry Mudd. You know what I mean? That actually being him. Why? Like, just to preserve. Why that does that shit. bother you? Why does that bother you? Because it, that shit bothers me. Like Star Trek, not a soap opera. We don't just recast whomever because they get a better gig or they, you know, whatever the case may be. And like, or like yesterday, or Patrick Muldoon years was playing, you know, this character. But today it's going to be now for, and for, you know, the next three months, it's going to be this dude. And we we'll just, hold we just on, have hold to on, hold on. This is not like, oh, they recast the role two weeks later. It's been 41 years. <laughs> be that as it may. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, so, so it's are, the fucking same thing. No. It's not the same thing. I don't even know if that dude's alive. I'll bet you that dude isn't even alive anymore. But just like leave it alone then. Like just have it be a different like like there's only one Harry Mud like kind of dude in the whole fucking galaxy, let alone universe. Like why? So So are you saying that this show should not have any familiar characters that were played by other people? They absolutely they should not have any familiar characters. Um, no. They should have. Really? They should have. They should talk about familiar characters or have familiar adjacent characters. That's that's my feeling. See, I uh, and I think like that's- too, uh, there's too much of a feeling of like reboot. And I know that they have already rebooted the original series, and that's possibly what's brought about this entire thing. But if they have said that this is not taking place in the JJ verse, where we have all these reboots that don't look the fucking same, that aren't the same. Um, I, I, and I and maybe I just have like a really bad taste in my mouth in general about reboots, and I and I think that's true to some extent. If I'm being honest, like I'm so fucking sick of it um, that I it, like if that anytime I hear reboot or anytime it's it's like what are you doing now? Get off my lawn! Like, I'm just it, there. It's ad nauseum, and I'm fucking sick of it. Is no, pretty I much what I I'm hear saying. you there. I I hear and. <laughs> I will be the first one to say that they should have gone like 50 years past Nemesis, like the next, next generation. Um, yeah, I, that, I certainly because- think there's there's less there's less possibility for fucking up what's what we know to be true and get it. And you're free to do whatever the fuck you want. There's yeah, no just moving forward really. in time, you know, like reality, like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's later now. So we have to be later. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, there's like, to me, there's definitely an appeal to to seeing what came before. Like, I I typically am a fan of 
of prequels or, you know, what happened, you know, earlier, but I, it is limiting it. And that, I mean, that's not necessarily always a bad thing. Like to some extent, I think it's really cool when you can use that, like say in Rogue One to sort of make the story that you had before more meaningful. Cause that's what it did for me. Well, I in think terms that of what works. The plans, you I think know, that represented, works but, maybe better as a film. Like where, I mean, maybe, you know, yeah. I mean, well, I think you tell it tends a story to work, of a thing. Yeah, I think if it tends to work better as a film or as a one-off or something short, you know what I mean, as opposed to trying to carry uh, an entire series. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is going to run seven seasons, right? If the cult mm-hmm. is this run seven seasons like the others, like how are they like? And and eventually, like in order to in order. To be a Star Trek show, you're going because, you know, the Star Trek universe is, you know, whether or not we want to admit that it is, is very small. Like, you know, it just so happens that people who messed with Kirk also know Dax. It just so happens that, you know, that like, like, like really, there are only about 200 people in all of Star Trek in the entire universe. So they do keep running into each other. And, and eventually you're going to have to do that. And they did it in Enterprise. I mean, they had they recast to Pow in Enterprise. She was, you know, she was in a mock time, of course, uh, you know, and you meet her, but then a different person plays her in Enterprise. So this could be, yeah. But a- it, I, I guess, I, it. Uh. I agree with you, though. I mean, that's the thing is, is I, I feel like you know, and it's not just that I'm tired of prequels and and or reboots in general, but also like the last two things that Star Trek did was go back. Like they they did Enterprise, and then they did uh they did Enterprise, and then they did. Um, Star Trek 09 in the JJ verse and in both cases they're like let's go back and see how it was before and the appeal of Star Trek was always let's go see how it's gonna be in the future like and yeah I, and it seems it seems to me as well like particularly with the fact that we've had such advances um, you know in technology and in how we tell stories even on the small screen um, that it's a real it, it it feeds into that idea, you know what I mean? Into that, into the progressive of the, you know, the progression of, of us societally as well. Um, I think it would have been, there's certainly a way for you like to use all those things and it's shiny and there's more new things. I mean, it's like, like back to the future too, you know, it's such a great example. I love that fucking movie. Don't get me wrong, but like there were fax machines on like every street and in every room in the house. Like, and it was silly because we have smartphones, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, we just called that shit wrong. Um, so we have all of these like technologies now that uh, I mean, in, in many ways have been inspired by star Trek. Um, and we can take them to like the next level in, in a show and we can yeah, sort of, tackle the the issues that are happening now and and part of that maybe is technology and what that's done you know what i mean like it's not something that we've ever really seen on star trek if you think about it like we've never i don't think we've ever really seen them talk about the what the technology has allowed i mean other outside of bones sort of making some comments you know about the barbarism of like you're gonna cut them open like what kind of barbarian are you but but aside from things of that nature i don't know that we've ever in in the star trek verse sort of tackled what the shift in technology uh how that changes things how that changes the landscape and i would have to imagine that even in the future if we've now got uh, this ability that we didn't have, like I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that they could come up with, but I feel like there's there's plenty that they could come up with now. Um, like I mean, we did do we did do a little bit with like uh, with data, I guess, and whether or not he's a human being, whether he's a life form in terms of having successfully created AI. And but if like, you have some good, if but, you have some good, like good sci-fi writers whose job it is to sit around and think this shit up, I mean, you could, like, and that's here. Here's the other, pl- other than technology, the other thing that I, I think that that the show could go to, which is like the socio-political landscape of America has changed between 1987 and today. And 1987 is when mm-hmm. the Federation, the Federation that we new in the next gen era era was set up. It was not quite so utopian in in Kirk's era. 
Um, it was not, you know, all the rules of there is no money and nobody has conflict and all that, you know, it, that they then started to deconstruct. By the time you got to DS9, they're just deconstructing that. Um, but like our landscape has changed. And what would it be like to see a federation that's 100 years further in the future and now they are a little more stale and now they are seen by other people as maybe being the enemy and the everything has changed in the federation i mean i love the idea of the animated show that well, they're yeah, going to have you, you where, definitely. we're like we're like everything has gone bad and then and then nobody's talked to each other for 100 years and then a ship goes out and says you know what this can't stand we can't keep it like this let's put things back together that is a different kind of hopeful show. And if we're looking at it in a world right now, we feel um, as people like like as the reason the Star Trek worked is that we were in the middle of the space race and we were all looking as to, whoa, look at everything we can discover. Well, we're in a world now where we feel like we've discovered all the things that we can discover, we as people, in many ways. And now, wouldn't it be great if Star Trek reflected that and said, yes, but what our world needs is the is the other side of Star Trek, which was, but we need to go out, and where peace doesn't exist, we need to try to seek peace. That would have been a really, really interesting show. Um, and Sure. You I mean, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know about taking it to this dark place that you're talking about that they have I'm to not saying dark. No, I'm saying it could be really hopeful. It could be. It could be really hopeful. Um, but but this I do is think that you could have. Um, you could show, uh, if not chinks in the armor. Now you could certainly talk about stuff that had happened. Like I mean, it, I mean, let's face it. In our country, in particular, right now, we're we're kind of going through um, an upheaval and a divide, and it makes sense for Star Trek to address that, if not within the Federation, within a species or a, a planet that we come upon. Um, and we could You're certainly... Have come upon a planet? Gross. I know, right? Uh, and certainly with, um, like with technology, we could take it to that next step because we've already got, like here on Earth, right? <laughs> as, we, as it stands right now, um, we've got like talking about having robots in people's houses and AI and like legitimate and, and cloning um, animals and, and making chimeras and like some freaky shit on the science front, like some stuff that I find fascinating, of course, because I'm that way, but there's also, I can see the potential for that. And, and so maybe now we could make, you know, in next gen, there was only data. Well, maybe, but by the time we're, you know, in the future, we can have a bunch of datas. We figured it out and androids are a thing and they're just around and they have, and we've established in next gen that they have rights, you know, um, sure. and that would sort of be a, a political evolution to to see in the federation what happens when you what happens when you have a species of people who are unemotional completely logical and most of the time are right um mm. and and what and is that? and and ostensibly immortal yeah i mean and that's and that's a you know i i think you we could have done a lot more but but if being that we we are where we are and we are getting the show that we're getting and i don't want to shit all over discovery because no maybe, i mean I'm, I'm excited to have any star trek so maybe it's <laughs> the best star trek maybe it's better than the original series maybe it's like like we are in the golden I don't age know about of television that now well <laughs> but hear, hear me out right now a lot of people say that we're living in the golden age of television like, for sure i definitely like, think that's true it is so, certainly no longer the redheaded stepchild of movies yeah, like so it, it what, certainly so, it used to be, and now it's yeah. like there are so many stories where it's like we're finding out, like okay, it doesn't, it's kind of hard to make that story really good in just an hour and a half or two hours, sure. maybe two hour thirty if you're feeling really froggy and think you can keep people's butts in the seat for that long. It long form stories, it's just it makes more sense. It's a much easier tale to tell. You you have all of the nuance. You have all of the so yeah that's what i'm saying what if what if now knowing what we know what if we can make if we go oh if we apply this new philosophy of television to star trek it can be 
so much better than it's ever been before. Like we finally figured it out. Like all all we knew how to make before was bacon and eggs, but now we figured out how to make omelets. You know, you know what I mean? It's like we finally like mm-hmm. figured we we cracked the code in television. We like to say, um, except that I would say that the best television to come out in the last few years has been the Marvel shows, and now we have Iron Fist. So, like, <laughs> it can it can. Still, I'm going to try to watch that, but. Um, and I'm so was so excited for it, so I'm bummed to have heard not yeah. just from you, but from other people um, that does. Anyway, given that Harry Mudd is being recast, given that he's being recast, go ahead and lay on re- me by whom? Rain Wilson. Really? Dwight from The Office. I know who it is. I love this. Really? I think he's perfect. Really? One, he's a one. He's a really good actor. He um, is, and I do like Rain Wilson. Like, he's I don't got a wanna... movie called Super that you really need to see if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, and, it's fucking good, for sure. And he's astoundingly different than Dwight in Galaxy Quest. Um, uh, he is, you know, he is capable. Um, and I'm looking at a picture of the two of them next to each other right now on trekmovie.com. Um, and they both have that sort of similar sparkle in their eye. Their face doesn't look entirely dissimilar from one another. And I could see him having sort of that flamboyance and 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 mischievousness to him. Um, I love this. I think this is brilliant. That's Who better? It's just not the casting choice I would have made. I mean, I think he's a fine actor. But like when you say Harry Mudd, Rain Wilson's not what jumps in my mind. Why? You know what I mean? Huh? Why? Um, I mean, because primarily I know him for The Office and he's really good at it. Um, and even in Super, though, he brings kind of a, I don't know, maybe a darkness, if you will, to it. Um, he does, you know how people have like a vibe, like, you know, like Jimmy Stewart sure. just makes you feel good. Yeah, he he puts you off balance. Rain Wilson, I don't know what his vibe is. I I don't know what I would describe it as. Um, quirky, maybe they love that as a term. As your type is quirky, sure. Um, but I, for me, Harry Mud, um, occurs to me like, um, and maybe this is because I just watched Pick a Destiny, but like a Jack Black. Like it's you, I, somebody whose vibe is um, is hedonistic and and fun loving, you know, and I just that's not the vibe I've ever gotten off of Rain's work. Anything I've seen him in, that everything he's, he's everything it, he's but. been there's there's been there's been an element of of tragedy to him in every character I've seen him do. That mm-hmm. much is true. Like like even even Dwight is a pitiable character. He um, is. Yes. So so I I see I see what you're saying, I guess, in that. I want to put it out there. I hate Harry Mudd. I dislike Harry Mudd a lot. I th- I feel like Harry Mudd represents um you know, I think Harry Mudd, you know, who I think is almost interchangeable with Cyrano Jones from from uh Troubled Tribbles, I would be surprised I would not be surprised to find out that that was supposed to be Harry Mudd, but they couldn't get the actor. They or couldn't something. get the guy. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't either. Agreed. Uh, um, He's not I, a scrupulous man, but like he does occur to me as, as as just a a, a hedonist. But know? I mean, I didn't. I time. I very specifically did not Blood. like the per, did not like the performance of that 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 he gave. Oh, really? Um, but I feel like it's a performance of its time. Um. I feel like it's very theatrical, very showy. I never quite believe it. Um, I I've seen oh, the episodes so this is once. Your beef with like original series stuff to begin. No, with. it's not because you know what I think. I think that Leonard Nimoy gives a believable performance almost every time. Um, and I think that uh, I think that DeForest Kelly also uh, gives a believable performance almost every time. And I think Shatner, for all his Shatnerism, gives a believable performance like half the time. I don't think <laughs> that there. I I don't think. Would like to see fuck you on that. <laughs> it's a, he doesn't need to give a believable performance. Jim Carrey is not given very many believable performances. He's given incredible performances, and I think that Shatner, you know, I think that Shatner does. Are you going to tell me that William Shatner does not go over the top? Okay, is that what no, you're going to say? That's probably a ridiculous statement. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, but I mean, he if anything, he's. I mean, he's just he's holding back. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like I would say the same thing about about Cisco. I would go, I would go. He gives a believable performance about half the time. I sometimes enjoy him better when his performances are not believable. No one, <laughs> no, no one ever says, "You're damn right, get out." <laughs> no one ever does that in real life. <laughs> and I guess really, it, like for me to mince it, words about it. like what's quote unquote believable when when I'm, um. I'm a big fan of Into the Badlands, and on the believability meter, that show doesn't do well. <laughs> like it's well, a very but, enjoyable but show, and I like watching do, it a lot. But do the performances not... do well? Do the performances do well? Because absolutely, yeah, I do believe yeah. the people largely. Yeah, because like like <laughs> I love your phone. A uh, crouching tiger, <laughs> hidden dragon is not believable in what it's doing, but the performance are very grounded. Yes, I, and I, I do grounded. feel that way about like I feel that way about Into the Badlands for sure. I feel like the you know you've got these really flashy fights and you know this world that's post-apocalyptic and somehow they've done away with guns and that's really just so we can have really cool sword fights. Yeah. Um, but we want to have really really cool looking motorcycles, so we're going to keep them. And you know what I mean. So it's. Yeah, there's certainly there are holes you can poke in it from a realistic standpoint as a, if you like take a, a step back. But as far as the characters go and their motivations and the and the people playing them and sure. that is I, that occurs to me as blue. I, I believe they are people and I believe in what motivates them. When you're not giving a super, right. when you're not giving a super realistic performance, the question is buy-in. And here's the thing it, for me is that that when Shatner's not giving a super realistic performance, like ninety percent of the time, I still buy in. I'm like, I, you know what? Doesn't matter. I buy into that. That's that's. I'm with you. Something about that. That's why he's William Shatner. That's why, despite that's why he's the, the Shat man. The, yeah, it's it just like even even the people who don't think he's a good actor go, yeah, but he's Shatner. There's something about him that makes it so that he persists forever. <laughs> like yeah. you know, he's got he's got that thing. Here's the thing about Harry Mudd. I don't buy in. I, he's playing at it. I get what his character is supposed to be. He's communicating the function of his character, but there's, you know, he seems very much like I'm having fun. I mean, it seems like he's trying, seems like he's, you know, he wants to be in a sitcom. Um, like that sort of very, like, like the Dick Van Dyke show style sitcom, you know, pre Norman Lear sitcoms. I think or like, you have something against fucking sitcoms. I'm not sure why. I have. I don't like sitcoms. I, I. I'll be clear. I don't like. Yeah, sitcoms. you don't like sitcoms. I like Norman Lear sitcoms. Um, I think Norman Lear changed the. You know, I like like All in the Family and and the Jeffersons and and that stuff where where sitcoms tackle more serious issues and 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 family are trying ties, to say man, something. They say tackled issues of Family Ties. I family think. Ties. I loved. I love Family I Ties. Family Ties. I love Family Ties too. Possibly my favorites. I also loved Mad About You. I love um, that too, for sure. There's, there's. I, mean, I think like, every married couple's got to love Mad About You. <laughs> at least married couples our ages, yeah. Like, like, yeah. like, because that's the show that was happily that was married on... couples our ages. I guess <laughs> you, you better be happily married couple if you watch that show because the show will rip you apart if you're not. If you're not, um, yeah. <laughs> by the way, av- avoid the before trilogy if you're not okay as well. So sitcoms notwithstanding, we have Rain Wilson. We also have other news. Uh, Senequa Martin Green, uh, who has been confirmed as uh, first officer. Uh, Michael Burnham, um, which is weird because she's a girl, but but Michael Burnham is a dude's name. Can you have a girl named Michael? Uh, yes, you can. You can. Yep. Okay. Well, I, now it's not I common, stu- but I know I know a yeah. couple. Now I feel stupid because it's like that's a girl's, that's a boy's name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it throws um, you a little bit. It's not usual. Uh, she uh she is confirmed. That she's going to be playing this, the uh, the first officer of the Discovery. Uh, she says, it's going to open up so much potential for new storylines because not being the captain automatically gives you a different p- perspective. It's going to be a wild ride and everyone on board in front of the camera and behind. I've been floored by the performances on The Walking Dead where she was before. And I'm going to be astounded again by the people we've assembled on Star Trek. Um, she said this iteration of Star Trek is going to have a different take than the others in Star Trek canon. It's going to be bigger, rawer, grittier, and the story is going to build on itself. It's going to be a tremendous journey. Um, all this talk about it being, you know, bigger, which we should expect because it has multiple yeah. ships and stuff, and all this stuff about it being um, continuous because it's a building storyline. I, with all the complaints we just had about it, 
let's just say that I love this non-captain's perspective. That the captain is yeah, is I am definitely intrigued you. to see what um what that's going to give us in terms of and maybe you don't get into the captain's head almost at all in the first season like the captain is this 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 grand character that is you're you're worried about impressing and you you know is that that perspective the captain is the boss how do you deal with the boss um i don't know that i kind of dig that I kind of yeah. I that doesn't yeah that doesn't immediately upset me I, I will say that the, the the word there's a word you said specifically that that gives me much pause can I guess what the word is <sighs> feel free I'm sure you'll get it right is it grittier yeah grittier like no this is fucking Star Trek Star Trek isn't about grit I agree it's not it's 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 not that's kind of the fucking point you know I what agree I mean? provisionally I think that I don't even know what gritty means anymore. I mean, it's it's. I mean, because I would use gritty to, to describe fucking the Battlestar. Battlestar, and and while yeah. I do enjoy that show, and it's a good show, I get why it's gritty, and it's meant to be gritty. Um, we do tell, we have used the term um, primary value, uh, um, that which which we're stealing from uh, what was the Storywalk podcast. Um, that the primary value of a thing is the reason that you go to that thing. You know, if you the reason you go to Metallica is because you want to get Metallica, you know, and the reason you you go toward, you know, Cindy Lauper, you want to be Cindy Lauper. You know, the reason you go to Star Trek is to get a certain thing, which is not the reason you go to Battlestar. If you want Battlestar, yeah, you go to Battlestar. You go to Battle. I mean, it's there's while they're both set in space and they both uh, have to do with living on a spaceship. They that is where the similarities end. They are yeah. in every way uh, tonally. Uh, the way the characters are built in almost every measurable way, completely and utterly different, if not even polar opposites. So saying grittier, making this grit, no grit bad. Like where's the fucking Star Trek Bible? Because I'm willing to bet nowhere in that entire Bible. Does it say grit or I I agree with you to a point. And I think that that's, (laughs) you know, I hope that the gritty parts of it are like the Klingon parts of it because like DS9 could be gritty, but the whole point of DS9 was that you had these Starfleet characters in this gritty place and they were not that. They were the ones who said, no, we need to be better than that. They lifted, they elevated the place around themselves. Like they're like, like this place could, you know, DS9 could be falling into shit, but it's because Starfleet, you know, elevates to, to, uh, to a higher calling that I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I can say this, I would not have a problem with this word gritty if it was one of the Klingon actresses, um, or actors yeah, who, who same, were saying the word. I they're mean, like, I can oh. see where life on a Klingon ship perhaps yeah. might be grittier, but I would, I wouldn't even say like, even when we've had whole episodes that were very Klingon centric or or we were on a Klingon ship, I still don't even know that gritty is the word I would use on DS nine. I feel like there were a few. Um, I feel like, like like, I, like I think that it was willing to, but it's, you're right. The gritty does invoke a certain lack of hopefulness. Exactly. And like, and the Klingons, while they may be, uh, rough and they may have very uh, distinct different cultural ideals there's honor in it sure right like so there's this there's tradition to it and though and and I wouldn't if I was describing a thing that was gritty uh, very infrequently do I think that words like honor or tradition would kind of go along with that Okay, um, so for to play devil's advocate, and let me be clear, this is one of those times that I am playing devil's advocate because I kind of agree with you, but you know we're having a discussion, so <laughs> sure, let me go play, ahead. Let, let me play the other side. I mean, I'm open um, to hearing what could possibly make this okay. <laughs> Rogue One was absolutely gritty, uh huh, and and is many people's favorite Star Wars now. Yeah, it's and, fucking fantastic, and, and is absolutely Star Wars. Yep. Um. So, uh, but it they, is very clearly and in every way, Star Wars. Before they really have hope, 
All right, and this is gritty. And they this and is, they were and think Star about Trek the characters, right? Before Kirk, like this is Star Trek before Kirk, but it's Star, but it's still Star Trek after Archer, and that's the Archer problem. Archer got gritty. That got as gritty as a television budget would allow. I mean, Archer was was torturing people. He was threatening to put people out of airlocks. He was Archer went on in on some dark paths. That was not a he had a couple show dark a paths, but I wouldn't call the show as a whole gritty. I would say much of the third season was gritty. I would say the third season is a gritty season of television. When they're in the expanse on rampage mode, in the, in the expanse the rampage mode, you know, and and just kind of where they go, the show is not a terribly hopeful show in that in that season. I like that season, um, but you know, it's Rogue One tells me that you know this can this could work. I mean, again, I I will withhold judgment. It makes me more cautious. The word gritty, but I yeah. like the other things she's saying. I like if it. I yeah, like it being I like the big. other things, but like, like when she says big, I like big. I like this is that is something that I am interested in seeing the the multiple ships. I don't know. And big this also con- gives me concern and pause just because I feel like we, at this point in not only movies but particularly movies, but in TV too, like that we're everything's about bigger, better, more. And I don't always think that's the answer. Like I don't always think that's true. But big can also mean sprawling. Big can also mean it can, you know, and we don't know in, much space. And in, that, the, in the context that she's good. saying it in right now, it feels like. Obviously, this may not be the case, but it feels like in this particular context, it's like bigger, better, more awesomer. It is also possible you know. that this is just her perspective. It could be that she doesn't know or like Star Trek and thinks that Star Trek is cheesy, and then she's getting this quality stuff, and she's like, "Well, this isn't cheesy at all." Um, that's absolutely possible. I don't know if she's a Star Trek fan or yeah. not. You know, you don't need to be a Star Trek fan to be a, to do a great job on Star Trek. I do not get the sense that William Shatner is a Star Trek fan. Whatever, he totally is. Are you crazy? He's totally not. Are you kidding? Are you? Totally I can tell is. you. I've always felt that he wasn't all all the way back to get a life, and even in the captains when because I feel like like. Uh, I mean, Patrick I feel like when he when he was younger or whatever, and he kind of he, when he the get a life days and that sort of stuff. Sure, I think he was just an actor doing a show, but oh, I don't no, no, think no. I, later. I, I, I I t- don't, I'll take it a I step further. Feel. I'll take it a step further. There is uh, there is a moment in the captains when he is talking to Patrick Stewart, and Patrick Stewart starts rattling off something that his cap his his character would have said. He I think he calls I, I think he calls. Uh, um, the Romulan ship, a bird of prey. Uh, Patrick Stewart does. He goes, he goes, he goes, and we got a Romulan bird of prey who's out there. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a Romulan warbird. And I think William Shatner goes, I don't know. <laughs> like Shatner's response is, I don't know these things. Like, I don't think that Shatner has watched any Star Trek except if he was working on a thing. Like, I don't think that he ever, I don't think, as opposed to, I get the sense that LeVar Burton has seen every episode of every show. You know what I mean? I get the sense yeah. that LeVar Burton is a is a fan of Star Trek. And and so I don't think you need to be a fan to do a great job on a show. And it could just be that, you know, Star Trek does have a reputation for being cheesy. And if you don't know the context, if you watch five minutes of Star Trek, even now Next Gen, which was so advanced for the time, even if you watch Next Gen now, you can go, well, this is this is kind of cheesy because it can seem that way when you don't have the context and you don't get into it. You know, just on the surface, it can seem that way. So maybe that's all she's saying. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not knowing her background or what, but I guess... To some I mean, extent, forgive us, you guys. I mean, it's like we we all we can do is speculate because there isn't a show for there us. There isn't yet. a show yet. There's but supposed to be a show in because, February. And it's, like it's you April. did tell me though that this girl comes from Walking Dead, which I think we all could sure. agree is a pretty fucking gritty show. Sure. So maybe that's so, just the word she's used to using. The fact that she's saying that, you know, I sure I sure as shit don't want my Star Trek looking like The Walking Dead. No, no, no. And and you, you know, like I don't want any of that tone there. It doesn't fucking belong. No, and and it could just be that she's used to saying that word describing her shows. I mean, it it very well could be. It could just be the vocabulary she's had for the past few years. I don't know. I I mean, it's it's so easy to just pick apart one word, you know? So easy to go, it's grittier or big. Like, ultimately, all I care about is if it's good. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just speculating because it's like we don't fucking know, but. 
like it's either we're either going to be really happy or super disappointed like it's nothing makes us both happier yeah, and more angry than star trek yeah like i don't vision it and unfortunately if it is just like a a word she's sort of tossing around as a buzzword or something um it's not, it's not it, sitting it, well it's, with us. It, I said good sitting, day, sir. <laughs> I said good day, sir. It's not sitting well with me. And in, in concert with the other things that we've heard or seen and sure. rumors and stuff, it, it I feel like... <sighs> it's not touching it, my happy place. It's, it's, I feel like it's know. just putting more on the um, on the concern pile. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking at the show that's about to come out and we've we've taken all the news that we've heard and we've got all this news and there's like news here that's like, oh, well, that well, that sounds kind of cool. Like, oh, it's not. Oh, she's going to be a female and we're going to have a, a, you know, a gay couple. We're going to have, you know, transgender person. It doesn't we're seem gonna, like they're kind of saying we're going to have all the things. I mean, there you is know, a certain gonna, Yeah, we're going to have a continuous story. Continuous we're going to be story. freed up we're gonna a little bit. We're going to have multiple bit. ships. They're going to be Klingons. It's going to be gritty and hopeful and big Stop. and small. Stop, and right. In- so I'm saying like that's all the stuff that I'm hearing that's like on the good side. That's like I'm so I've, I'm like what's happening is every time I you drop a new piece of knowledge on me, say accumulate additional knowledge about the show it's like i've got all the things we've got this running pros and cons list and at this point the cons (laughs) the con it's outweighing the pros it's gonna like and for me the pros are outweighing the cons but it does seem like they are saying it is all things he's like this show this show is gonna be like it's gonna be everything to everybody it's gonna be like like a mix of lost and family guy with a little (laughs) bit of cnn uh nb cnn thursday night football and the radio (laughs) what it's it's gonna be like chocolate ice cream on a nice juicy bacon burger with cheese and but it's gonna taste good so it's like you know what I mean. I'm this like, show's ah. this show's gonna be just like what's that thing you like again? Just yeah, like it's that. gonna be just like that. It's just like that thing you like. I'm like, it's oh, that's that is oh. concerning. And I know that it seems like we talk worry. about discovery here. Here will be the last week. Non-discovery news, just as the last thing. We don't have to beat it to death. But uh, are you still watching Gotham? Uh, I I am. I finished season. Two, I guess. You might be ahead of me. So, uh, or you're not ahead of me, but uh, way no, in the future, uh, there's been casting announced um, for, I, I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, have we talked about this at all? That that uh, finally Gotham is going to get its uh, Ra's al Ghul. Oh, no. I don't know uh, that so I heard it's go- it it's, it's going to get its Ra's al Ghul. Um, and for the first time, they're going to cast a, uh, a Middle Eastern person to play somebody named Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> oh, Really? Well, this is that novel. I'm so happy (laughs) that the name of the Middle Eastern person they got is Alexander Siddick. (gasps) What? Shut your fucking mouth. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to be such a great Russell Gould. I know. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh um, my goodness! I'm so excited and, now. Like, I, and, and the, I already like Gotham, but damn, now like to be yeah. looking out for him. I can't wait. Like, put him on right now. What are y'all fucking waiting for? And as and as good as he was on DS9, he was he's improved so much since then. If you catch any of his work, he is. Uh, there's a subtlety that that age has brought this this man. Um, that he he has a gravitas that Bashir did not carry. Um, uh, I don't think Bashir was meant to have gravitas, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. And he was also much younger. This guy carries, you know, this guy's studied a bit since DS9, as you would assume he would. Sure, but um, I'm not, I, I, I'm always so kind of loath to use that word, like, like as though somehow you weren't any good before and then you took some classes and now you are studied. No, I, I know. You know what? I, um, I and, do and think I, that there's something that comes like with living, though. Right. Which as an actor, like which has nothing to do with training, but it's as as with anything. Right. As you gain more experience in a thing, uh, you're better. But that's a form of training. That's what I'm saying is. is, Yeah. But you're just living life. And it's like not just living life, but it's not just they call acting your craft. You know, they do. But I guess what I'm saying is you should get better at a craft after 20 years of doing said craft. If uh, I one would assume. I'm sorry. 
I mean, one would assume, but like some people start yeah. off really good. But I think ultimately, even if you're good at your craft, um, it's a, it comes down to a question of, depending on certain characters, can you really understand? Because you have to have something to relate it to as an actor. Like you have to, you can't pull it out of a void sure. necessarily. You've kind of got to have some somewhere to go look for whatever the thing is, right? And the reality is just the more experiences you have as a human being, sure. uh, the more fleshed out, the more options that's going to give you as to uh, these sort of concoctions you can make like a bartender. You, you know what I mean? Like you can make but, a much but I would also more say subtle that, drink. That, that your craft is influenced by every role you've ever played. So if you've only played 10 characters and then you play this one for seven years, you know, like like he is going like and, and I and I never have a problem saying that an actor gets better, you know, they're better later and, and when I talk about, you know, season one of Next Gen, I always go, they just they're not as good in their roles. And and Yeah, they you're always, you certainly find the role and you can become more comfortable yeah. and then it's it's much easier to know what they would do in a given situation where you've just had more time with it. Well, and and frankly, you know, after doing 178 episodes of a television show, you should be better at being in a television show than you were at episode one, unless you had done a ton of television before that. Yeah, like because there are things, and th and those are things that don't even necessarily have to do with uh, your acting as a craft, but has to do with the the the, the practicalities of being on film. Of sure, doing, but that's you know, part TV of your craft or film or whatever. Yeah, like where you're. <laughs> It's so f I've actually kind of watched a couple of movies recently that have, you know, sort of put me in my actor headspace. And it's it's clear to me that they're uh, they're movies like by actors for actors. You know, those kind of movies sure. <laughs> like where it's like it's clearly an actor's film um, and they're usually poorly rated on Netflix because, you know, most people just want flash boom bang, you know, and it's certainly not that it's usually like character driven and really interesting. <laughs> And um, and there was a, a particular movie that I was watching that actually has Kristen Stewart in it. And I usually didn't I didn't care for her much, um, but I really am liking her in this flick. And it's yeah, she's getting accolades. I, I won't know because I won't see her stuff. So like I you should, won't I mean, ever like you've just uh, was it something she did? Was it something she said? Yeah, it's called <laughs> Twilight. Um, <laughs> Listen, man, I it's hard for and I do a little bit, but it's hard for me to fully blame her for Twilight. And I'll tell you why, because when you're an actor, just like everything else, like, you know, people, I feel like sure. particularly when you're famous, they sort of tend to forget that's their job. That's their paycheck. Like, and sometimes you need the I, paycheck I <laughs> or quote, you need the exposure I, I, to I, be able to I, have I, a career. I quote Samuel L. Jackson, who, by the way, has done lots of interesting performances just for paychecks. Um, uh, but Indeed. I quote Samuel L. Jackson, who once said in a movie called Pulp Fiction, sewer rat may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'll never know because I won't eat the dirty motherfucker. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's how I feel that's about Kristen Stewart, Stewart films. <laughs> like she might be doing astounding work. Like she might be like... Like the only way I'm going to see uh, like how astounding her work is, is if she's in a movie, I absolutely have to see. And she happens to be in it. Maybe I'll turn. I've turned before. I've changed my mind on. P I changed my mind on Brad Pitt. I hated Brad Pitt. I hated really? Brad Pitt for a long, long, long time. Brad I hated Pitt? He's I hated so Remains of the Day. I hit. I just thought he was terrible. I hated Interview with a Vampire. I hated. Yeah, I hated oh. him in Thelma and Louise. I hated him in. I, I and it's not just that I hated the movie, but I hated him in everything he did. I thought he was terrible. And then he made Twelve Monkeys. I was gonna say yeah, but that's quite a departure from from anything that came before. And then, there. but then Twelve Monkeys that became the thing he did. Even what he's doing now, most of the time. Um, when I like him is when he's got the unpredictability that he showed in 12 Monkeys when suddenly he did that and he copied he followed that with Fight Club and even when you watch things like uh, I forget the name of the baseball movie that he did that Moneyball that had, was it Moneyball yeah Moneyball even in that he's got kind of this little or, or in Ocean's Eleven there's just kind of this little what's he gonna do next to him and I dig him now I'll, I'll watch Brad Pitt in the right role now because I'm like I if he's doing that thing where he's kind of like I don't know what the next movies. I don't know what. There's a great YouTube uh, montage of him eating because evidently he insists on eating all the time in films. Um, <laughs> I remember you so telling a, me about this. There's a great montage of that. Like, um, and I've never but, noticed it. That I, I've started noticing it since you said. Yeah, he's always throwing <laughs> stuff into his mouth and eating. Um, but like, like, 
like that unpredictability makes me dig Brad Pitt. Um, so I could change my mind on Kristen Stewart, but it's going to have to be like Fight Club. I saw because I heard uh, like 12 Monkeys. I saw I heard how great it was and I saw it despite Brad Pitt. And then right. I ended up loving Brad Pitt in the movie. So that's the only you way should at gonna... least, you know, not that I'm trying to advocate for Kristen Stewart, but you should at least watch this SNL skit she did when she was hosting. That was just fantastic. It's like a Super Bowl party and all the, you know, the men folk are watching the sports and the woman is in the, you know, the little woman's in the kitchen cooking for her men. And it's this like Tostitos commercial about her making Tostitos for her hungry men while they watch the game. And Kristen Stewart's character like shows up, but it, it's just yeah. SNL Tostitos. Kristen sure, Stewart. I, I, I won't. Search I'm it sorry. and watch it. I'm yeah, we, like three minutes of your life, dude. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I won't. I'm sorry. We'll laugh. You will I'm laugh on a, boycott. a lot. I'm on, I'm on a boycott. I'm on a, there's lots of funny shit. Uh, I'm, I'm on a boycott. I'm on a boycott of Kristen Stewart. I just, you know what? Fine. That's fine. You can be on a boycott of Kristen like, Stewart. I would, I would have more respect if your boycott had something to do with like what she said or did as a person. I, it's as a person, she performed, she, <laughs> she received performed money for the making Twilight, Twilight movies. Like, I can't, you know. Like, <laughs> so what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? She made a choice at one point in her life, which I just Yo, cannot abide by. Here's the thing. To some people, Twilight might be innocuous and harmless, but but Mrs. J was really into it for a while, and she really wanted to go see. I got dragged to more than one of them. Um, sorry. Um, and I'll go on record as saying the third one's not that bad. Um mostly because it was directed by the guy who directed 30 days a night. Um, uh, so I'll give it that, but sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, that's, you know what you can, you can like or dislike whomever you want. What if she showed you. up on discovery? Then what would you do? <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be really tough. Be really tough. <laughs> You'd be fucked then. Wouldn't you just like, I'd what be if- fucked if ScarJo ever showed up on it, but thank God she, that, that should never happen. One hopes you don't like ScarJo. I can't stand her. I hate her. It's so interesting. I think I hate her. Could. That's that's harsh. Um, I uh, I don't know her personally. I I dislike her, and I dislike her because uh, of things she says publicly as a public figure, uh, as a public woman, uh, that I think are not uh, that's not good for women. She has said things that I felt were not uh, good to her. I fellow. have I have no opinion. I don't want to have this talk. I'm just saying that that, that that's, but that's what my mind is based sure. on what she, a, and like her accepting the role in Ghost in the Shell, you know, in, in whitewashing Ghost in the Shell uh, also upsets me. Like, and she's at a place where she yeah. doesn't, she doesn't have to, she's in fucking everything. So she's not doing it for the fucking paycheck. She yeah. I mean, she should have taken the high road and like been, you know what I mean? Been like, no, uh, you know what? This is it was an Asian character, and it should be played by an Asian actress. Uh, much like think, Rosal Ghul should be played by. You know what I mean? Sure, like but we're in. not. But but we're not mad at Liam Neeson for taking Rosal Ghul, and we're not mad. Right, but at- Liam Neeson. But again, this is the difference, right? ScarJo is in everything. She's in the fucking adventures. Liam she's Neeson. In, Liam got- Neeson's in everything. Let's be clear. Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson is not in everything. Liam Neeson at the time certainly wasn't in everything. Like I could see him doing it for the paycheck. ScarJo don't need to do it for the paycheck. I, like, the, no, I, think, I think at the time he was kind of in a lot. I don't think he needed the money. He I don't certainly didn't need the money. Like he certainly was doing just fine. You know, I I, I mean I, I don't know what the man's financials were, but it's not better than mine. Sure, um, that seems likely better than mine um, as well. But I don't um, think I, I just I did. He wasn't in everything and she's kind of in everything. That's why she's in Ghost in the Shell. Like, that's why. Because well, she's mean, in I fucking think, everything. Think th- that's why. Well, I and here's and here's the thing. She, I I mean, think she has that, a great agent. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I think that whitewashing was not the concept of whitewashing was not in the zeitgeist yet. I'm glad that it is. It should be. Um, but I think at the time, you know, you know, because because I think Ghost in the Shell on its own is not a terrible it's not a terrible idea. There have been plenty of of you know instances where where things have been recast. Um, 
uh, I think that now Ghost in the Shell is is a good thing to hold up against to, to go, look, this has happened here right next to this thing that has also happened with um, with Iron Fist, uh, which I don't want to get into the controversy of, of Iron Fist. This is not going to be a controversial episode. Um, please. <laughs> please. please. I go back no. down that road. <laughs> no, but Try I think stay that... stay away from controversy. But, uh, but I don't... I, I here's a here's a less controversial question um because I don't want to get into the the uh, I am not the person to talk about why you're watching because I don't understand because I'm a white guy um but uh <laughs> but do you think that we should hold artists accountable um for their uh, hold artists accountable for their um public stances when those public stances aren't Let's remove like Roman Polanski and stuff, you know, who you know, was a rapist. Right. Um, although people still love him. I mean, he still makes excellent movies that people really like. And Woody Allen, yeah. you know, Woody Allen did some shit. And yeah. yeah, he makes movies that I really and even Woody Allen in particular. He also writes those movies. You are and his stars in them. You are feeling his soul in those films. You know what I mean? Like he's, he wrote sure. it, he directed it, he stars in it. You don't get much more like this is directly from his brain to your eyeballs. Um, so do we necessarily need to agree with an actor's perspective in order to appreciate their art or an artist's perspective in order to appreciate their art? I mean, I feel like case by case basis. It depends on what it is because it's hard. You're right. It's difficult. Uh, and, and, and admittedly, in the in the case of ScarJo, where where I think she's fine, I don't think she's brilliant. She's you been know what brilliant. I mean? I've seen her be brilliant. When I thought she was amazing in Matchpoint, I thought she was great oh, in Matchpoint, and so. I thought that she was entrancing in Lost in Translation. Also, didn't see that. So. Um, I mean, everything but, I've seen, and like, yeah. again, she's been fine. Like, I've never been like, she fucking sucks. She can't act her way out of a box. Like, it's not that. No, but but she's the like, least impressive Avenger, like, in terms of But it's of not like quality. she's Meryl Streep. No. You no, know what I mean? Clearly. Like, if she was Meryl Streep and she was, and she was, but Meryl's so classy, she would never do that. Like, and that's a perfect example. You know what I mean? Like, there's a woman who is incredibly talented and, and, uses what fame she's garnered from that to try to spread messages of love and except you and agree with her politics so should when sure she, i guess that's true <laughs> if you should people who disagree with her politics say well i don't like meryl street like because you know that i mean how can you that's disagree what the, with, that's like, what the president did the, pre- like, the, <laughs> the president did that though the president did that when when he said something when she said something that he didn't like he he called her out as an artist and said, oh, I think she's a bad artist. You know? Yeah. Like I definitely think this for sure. Uh, You, you should never make a a judgment on their artistic merit based on what they're saying as people or their personal views are, you know? Cause I mean, Tom Cruise went crazy for a while or whatever. And, and I'm not saying he's the best actor that ever lived, but he's been really fucking awesome in some movies. And and like I said, ScarJo, I don't like what she said offline. I do like I mean, she did say some stuff at the women's march that I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm down with that. Like, okay, good for you. Um, which softened me towards her a little bit, but I've I've never made them the same thing. It's never been like I think that what you say as a person is upsetting to me and I don't agree with um and that means you're a bad actress like no those two things are not the same you have to separate them out like what they do as an artist is separate from who they are as a person now if who they are as a person uh you find sort of emotionally upsetting enough or offensive enough to you personally that you are going to not consume them artistically that's your choice to make you know what i mean but don't but just because you don't agree with somebody, don't make a judgment then on what they're doing unless you believe it. I mean, it's, it's certainly you may just hate every fucking thing about them. You may think that in they're which, a piece in which of case shit. You don't agree with their views and them. you think You're- that they're a no talent hack. You might think all those things, but I do think people have a tendency to be cut like to have their opinions on 
the sort of a job a person is doing. Let's be clear, what an actor is doing is a job uh, based on things they may say when they're not at their job. And, and I don't think that's right. And I don't like it's 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 like I don't necessarily think it's it's OK to do that like businesses who like stock their employees Facebook pages and stuff like that and find something that they find objectionable and and then they fire you over or something. Sure. And, um, and let me say and let me be clear. There are times when you need to make a statement. Right. There are times, you know, when somebody has done something horrific. Agreed. You know, you, yeah. Like yeah. something that's just crossed a line where okay well now you need to take some kind of action you know that's that's why i say it's a case-by-case basis you know what like should based on you know sort of the the stuff that we know from polanski like should he just walk free and make movies because he's a good artist or should he pay for crimes if he's committed crimes like you should pay for crimes if he's committed crimes like that shit don't get you out of it yeah. You know, no, like fame shouldn't be getting you out of anything. Yeah, it shouldn't no, I, be just like I sports. Agree. You know, if you're good at sports, I shouldn't get you out of anything. It's like if you fucked up as a human being, it's awesome that you're really good at whatever that thing is that you do. <laughs> but well, there's that NFL guy. And I wish you remember. His name was maybe Ray Rice. But I'm, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Yeah, I don't who, know sports. Who, well there's enough, there's there's video there. there you know, like there's video of him, you know, punching his wife in the face. Right. You know. That's now, a good example. He's like, also a really, really, really good football player. So yep. do I want him on my team? That's I mean, me if it was me, no. No. And- <laughs> I, well, and that's and maybe that's where the maybe that's where the the audience says, okay, well, if you do that, we don't want him to be successful after doing that. Um, you know, especially since, you know, it doesn't seem like he's paid any real price. So the price he's going to pay is that he can't be real successful. So we're going to boycott and draw a lot of a negative attention. And then you like they there's that. But they're also, you know, movies are a particular thing when I know how many people work on movies and how many people count on movies and how many people, you know. Yeah. where the, you know, and, and the thing is, the ones not getting the glory, the ones who don't get the fame, like they're working their fucking asses off. Yeah. That's a lot you know, of people that that that's their job. That's their living. And they, and yeah, they and haven't then the star, shit. The star comes out and says something and it's bad press for the film. So nobody goes and sees the film because, oh, I'm not going to go see that because this person's in it. You yeah. Know, this person said this. Well, I'm going to boycott these movies now, you know, and then and then, you know, the people, you know, these actors have been paid already. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. And, and and I mean, I feel like when you're boycotting a movie or or a TV series or whatever, like the reason to do it is if it's bad <laughs> to be yeah. like, if it's to, to send the message, like I'm not going to pay you for this content because it's a steaming pile of shit. Because so far you give me a steaming so pile of stop. shit. I will there. I will therefore not partake of your steaming pile of shit anymore. Right. In the hope, which is that you why will make my Christian Stewart boycott makes more sense than your ScarJo boycott. I don't have a, <laughs> but that's my point. I don't have a ScarJo boycott. I don't care for her, but I can't think of a movie that I haven't seen. I like, I, there hasn't been like a movie that came out. And I'm like, Oh, I want to see that. Oh, but it has scarred. I'm, I'm not seeing that. Like, uh, I don't do that. I will go see it. I'll be annoyed because I don't want to see her. and I don't care for her, but I'll go. I mean, I've seen the Avengers. I even saw Lucy because it's such a cool idea, but it was it didn't live up. Um, I heard it wasn't that great. I mean, it, it was which is unfortunate because I love uh, Luc Besson, but uh, yeah, I don't. I've never not seen a movie. No, is that double negative? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Wait, no, I think I saw Lucy. I think I saw. I didn't see the other one. Under the skin, I didn't see that one. I saw Lucy. I don't know which one that is. Under That's the skin. That's another. It's anyway. Listen, uh, it was like is, a horror thing, wasn't it? Th- this is. There, there are there are many many more topics we could talk all day on all the things um we like we're talking about discovery a lot and somebody get, said hey you spent so much time at discovery um uh we are we're gonna a little bit um and eventually we might have to even break off like a second podcast about discovery when it comes around um but yeah uh, we may have but, to do that but we have some we have some other uh interesting stuff uh coming up uh this spring uh in the meantime my name is justin and my name's Alex C. Trek off! Trek off, bitches. Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? 
We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.